Hello, and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adwusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, a mathematician, a futurist, tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, the hot topics in tech, an update on the markets, and let you know what I'm geeked out about this week. So before I get into the show, if you're not already subscribed, and shout out to my new subscribers, mainly from TikTok and also from my YouTube shorts that I've been putting out, welcome. So glad you're here. Uh, so subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Follow if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave me a five-star review if you feel moved to. I actually got my first five-star review with a comment. I'd gotten a few other five-star reviews. Thank you. But I got someone who actually took the time to write out the review. Thank you so, so much. I'm going to read it next episode because I forgot to put it in my notes for today. Also, if you're not following me, I'm on TikTok and Instagram at Edition with Addy. Yes, I changed the handle to my TikTok. Because it's me, I wanted it to be more personal as opposed to having Edition Pod. But the Twitter is still at Edition Pod. And the Substack, where you can get all the podcasts as well as the show notes in your email inbox is editionpod.substack.com. You can see it on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. So yes, it has been a while since I've done an episode, and because it was a holiday weekend, there hasn't been that much news, but I do still have a lot to talk about. So let's get started with the markets. All right, so crypto. Bitcoin is up almost 8% in the past seven days, 7.69%. The price is 31757 at the time of recording, and I'm actually recording at 5.40 p.m. Eastern today on Tuesday, May 31st. So typically I record earlier in the day, but the morning did not go the way, the way it was supposed to. Okay, so Ethereum is down 1.15% in the past seven days and is hovering at 1,950. So Bitcoin has, you know, spent the last seven days recovering, whereas Ethereum is still down. And I'm in the Hot Topics in Tech, I'm going to discuss the two articles that came out this weekend, the Washington Post article on with Molly White being a critic of crypto, as well as the New York Times article that talks about doing your own research. I'm going to discuss both of those in the Hot Topics in Tech. Okay, S&P 500. So I actually did these notes this morning, so I'm going to update to see how the day ended. So in the past five days, S&P 500 is up 4.84%, and the NASDAQ is up... 7.25% the past five days. So stock markets and Bitcoin are recovering, whereas Ethereum is still hovering. Apologies, my camera is adjusting. Okay, so now let's get into the hot topics in tech. So since we just discussed the markets, I'm going to address the two posts. So first is the Washington Post article on Molly White, who is the author of the blog, Web3 is Growing Great. So I'll have this linked um, in the show notes, both the article as well as her website. And the reason why I'm bringing it up is because two 
friends separately sent me this article wanting me to know about it. And they both know I do this podcast. They're probably looking out for me like, hey, you know, mainstream media is talking about crypto and criticizing it. And I really appreciate that they reached out to me. So, so I'm, I wish you guys knew how deep in crypto I am. Like, I'm kind of obsessed. So I'm very familiar with this woman's website. Web3 is going great. So she basically, any negative news about crypto or Web3 in general, NFTs, she notes it on this blog. And it's kind of a reference point for journalists who want to write these articles about criticizing crypto. And the New York Times article is about how crypto folks will say, do your own research. Like they'll give you blatant investment advice and then say, do your own research at the end, D-Y-O-R. And they're being critical of that too. So first, I'll address Web3 is growing great. I would say uh, most of the things covered in Web3 is growing great the big news I share on this podcast as well. Just because I'm invested in crypto does not mean I'm also critical of crypto. I do believe that crypto has a long way to go to achieve the type of adoption that people are investing for. Let's just be completely honest. People are investing in crypto because they believe one day crypto is going to be a sizable alternative to current currencies like the US dollar or the euro, et cetera. And basically people think the demand for crypto is going to go up. And that is why they are invested in it, including myself. That being said, demand for crypto can go up without individual retail investors like your mom, your cousin, your auntie buying it. Whereas some people treat crypto as an MLM and they try to get as many people as they know as possible in investing into crypto. That is not me. I care about crypto, one, because there's it's the most interesting technology going on in the tech industry right now. People like the Washington Post and New York Times are writing major spreads about this. No matter what the prices, I would say since 2020, people are constantly talking about crypto and frankly obsessed with it, whether they're into it or not, whether they're invested or not, people are obsessed with crypto because it's fascinating and it's a new technology and people are overwhelmed and people are intimidated. So let me tell you right now, if you do not want to invest in crypto, this is a safe place for you. I by no means am encouraging anyone to invest in crypto. Yes, I encourage people to invest in the S&P 500, but also like there are people out there who don't believe in stocks because they've seen stocks go to zero. And we've, we've seen that in the past few months, you know? So do your own research is, I don't see it as a whole, like I'm not taking any responsibility. It's just, like anything. I mean, how many times do you watch a show where it's like buy a house, renovate a house, take out a, um, a home refinance or buy a car or, you know, move to Florida. Like people are always giving suggestions and sharing their, from their own experience and excited to talk about it. 
And, but at the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you. When it comes to money, people take it differently and feel like people have way more of an obligation to, I I honestly don't know what people want. Like, would you prefer if no one talked about what they were investing in? Like, would you prefer this podcast if I didn't talk about crypto at all? Like, tell me, I want to, I want to hear because this is, you guys are my audience and I want to make this a show where you feel safe. You don't think I'm like pushing anything on you. I'm just telling you what I'm doing personally. So if it comes across any differently, please let me know. But that being said, a lot of hot topics in tech, like as you can see right now, are crypto related. So I'm, I think it's important to be educated on the topic, be aware of what the price is, and also, most importantly, be very aware of how much venture capital money is going into it. Because I was thinking about this. Uber, for example, someone was talking about how Uber has a terrible business model and it's never going to be profitable, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, Uber is currently like a $60 billion valued company. So whether they knew at the beginning when when they started the company, whether it was going to be profitable or not, it didn't matter. Like it's still, a lot of people still got very wealthy because of Uber. So whether Web3 fund, Web3 or crypto fundamentally works or makes sense, that's frankly not important to me at all. It's about whether people are excited about it and whether people, and mainly institutions, because that's what's actually going to move the needle here, whether those people are going to buy crypto because for whatever reason. Like in some ways I have crypto for an investment. In some ways I just want another form of money. Like, I don't know, like some people make like NFTs, they don't really have a purpose except for clout and they don't make sense. They, they don't to a lot of people, but you know what also didn't make sense? The internet, chat rooms, Facebook, social media, moving Silicon Valley to Miami a few years ago. Like the world changes. So think about the people who were using paper and pen in the office and then computers came out and they were like, uh, I'm not bothering myself with that. I fundamentally disagree with that mindset. I think it is in our benefit to explore every new technological and innovation. And you don't have to spend money to do that. You can just do research, watch YouTube channels, podcasts like this, Okay. I know I spent a lot of time talking about this, but I feel like people just aren't, don't get the point. Like if you don't believe in crypto, if you don't trust crypto, don't invest in crypto. If you don't like hearing me talk about crypto, like comment and let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion because I want to cover what's relevant in tech and not pretend like there isn't this huge industry that just got like $10 billion invested in it in the past 12 months. So that being said, that's, that's my thoughts on the two articles, the New York times and the Washington post article. Okay. Next 
in fintech news, shout out to one of my listeners who's talking about a fintech newsletter. A firm teams up with Stripe as the BNPL, which means buy now, pay later, wars intensify. And this is from TechCrunch. So a firm is making its buy now, pay later technology available to businesses that use Stripe's payments tech. That means that a whole slew of companies that were not previously able to offer their customers the option to play in installments now can. The deal is significant for a firm because Stripe, which was valued at $95 billion last year, has millions of customers. It processes hundreds of billions of dollars for each each year for every size of business from startups to 14500s and this gives a firm an opportunity to generate more revenue as it makes money in part on interest fees for its part stripe is able to offer prospective and current customers more payment flexibility so that was a quote from the TechCrunch article and this is huge you know i just shared last week about klarna doing layoffs which um, Klarna, I will link it to the show notes, but it's another buy now, pay later company. And if you don't know what those are, those are the companies that allow you to, let's say you want a $100 shirt, you can pay in five installments of $20. That's what buy, and you still get the shirt immediately, even though you only paid your first $20 installment. That's buy now, pay later. So there's Afterpay, which just got bought by Square, Affirm, which we're talking about now, and Klarna. Those are the three big ones. So this shows that Affirm honestly just has a better business model. So I believe either, yeah, last year or the year before they had a deal, they did a deal with Amazon and now they're doing a deal with Stripe. So honestly, props to the partner marketing department at Affirm because they a firm having these great relationships with other businesses is keeping them afloat in the way that Klarna is not. And a lot of people say that buy now, pay later is a feature and not a business. And I would say a firm is owning that and basically saying, like, we understand we're a feature. We want to get bought. So let's partner with people who would potentially buy us. I think it's a great business strategy. Okay, and real quickly, Salesforce earnings from Q1 2023, which if they have the same, honestly, I don't know how Salesforce's fiscal years work, but they they just released their earnings, which is later than all the other ones, so I feel like they're on a different um, schedule. So I quote from the CNBC article, Salesforce shares rose 8% in extended training on Tuesday after the enterprise software maker reported fiscal quarter results that surpassed analyst expectations and lifted its full year earnings guidance. Here's how the company did. Earnings, 98% cents per share adjusted versus 94 cents per share as expected by analysis. Revenue, 7.41 billion versus 7.38 billion as expected by an analyst. So good for you, Salesforce. So obviously their Slack acquisition is working out for them. Salesforce, I mean, I've I've used Salesforce because I do marketing technology. Salesforce does a lot of tracking and reporting and customer data management. Salesforce is almost impossible to switch off of. Like, I'm sure there's a way, but to migrate all that data, realistically, who's going to do that? And it's the industry leader. So Salesforce is an excellent business. And it's really good to see such a 
change in sentiment this week compared to the last few weeks because things were pretty depressing for a while. Okay, it's so funny because um, my career segment is actually very depressing. Um, so I said, what's your worst case scenario? So in this time of tech layoffs and doom and gloom and down markets, think about what is your worst case scenario like if you lost your job tomorrow like think about like would you drive for uber until you found something would you move home with your parents and honestly write down that whole plan just so you can like have the worst case scenario in front of you and for some people the worst case scenario may be way worse maybe you're on medication that you know requires health insurance and you would have to get x amount of dollars whatever no matter how dire your worst case scenario is, write it down and like, and have a plan. So you're not freaking out. You're not wondering like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do when I lose my job? It's like, oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do. It's going to be an unfortunate temporary situation. And this is going to be my plan to get back employed. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. I still have COVID. Okay. And what am I geeked out about this week? If you have been following me on TikTok, you know it's obvious that it's TikTok. This is what happens. I get sick. I, I'm bored of television. There's no new shows on or nothing that I feel like watching. Please send me show recommendations. I love watching TV, and but when there's nothing good on TV, I'm on TikTok or Twitter. So I'm so geeked out about TikTok. I went viral for a, um, I was walking around the park the day before my birthday and these guys go around and video people and ask them what their favorite song or what song makes them the happiest. And my song was Golden Light by Beep. I can't say how it's supposed to be said, but it's spelled S-T-R-F. K-R. That's the artist. And I actually, I got so much out, like positive feedback from that on TikTok and so many new followers, so many new subscribers. Thank you. I, I'm, please connect with me. I love connecting with you. And I made a playlist and it's actually on this YouTube channel. If you're watching on YouTube, it's called the Golden Light Playlist. So the first song is the song that I recommended. And then I created a playlist of 10 songs that all have that same vibe for all the people who saw my TikTok. And that video, I believe, has 1 million views now. And that was just really cool. It got me way more into the platform. Just like if I got 1 million subscribers on YouTube, I'd be way more into YouTube, right? So yeah, I'm geeked out about TikTok. You can follow me there at edition with Addie. Okay. All right. That's today's show. I will see you all tomorrow. I hope you had a great weekend. Take care.